Hey friends, welcome back to the table with Cass and Mari. I'm Cassara. And I'm Mari. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come hang with us. We pray that this episode leaves you filled with hope and joy, helps you to see life in a different perspective, and draws you closer to Jesus. With our friendship series today, we're going to talk about our story of how we became friends and our friend group. We have a really tight-knit friend group and how odd it looks and how beautiful it looks. And we're going to talk about our friendships and what that looked like before Jesus and what our friendships look like after Jesus and a really cool ending of how God can actually reveal himself to us through our friendships. And we're so excited. So Cass, tell them about our story. Yeah. So like I said, um, in our first episode about how Mari and I know each other, we met each other probably, what I want to say five, six years ago, um, in passing again, we have, um, a college in our town. And so I was going to school there. I think you were taking classes at the mm-hmm, time there. Yep. Um, she was dating a guy who I went to high school with, so all, all I, I knew him, and then I saw her in passing, um, probably saw each other at a party or something like that, but didn't really really know her um, until probably two, three years ago. Time flies. Um, but I know, it doesn't feel like that. It's, the first time we met was that long ago, but it's been a yeah, haul. It's yeah. been a haul. And so just having being intertwined with the same friends um is how we ultimately became friends but a big part for me and like something that Mari doesn't even know I don't we we, we've never talked about this before but Mari's also a hairdresser Mm -hmm. um and so right after COVID she started doing hair and I needed my hair done and so um I reached out to her and just asked if she had any openings um and she was able to you know squeeze me in and she just started doing my hair and a big reason for that is um, I know that she knew how to do my type of hair, but then again, I knew that she was a godly woman, and I knew that I saw her just from social media and from having the same friends of what um, what her life look, looked like, and that doesn't always mean that social media is the end-all be-all of what somebody's life looks like, right? right. That's just like a 10% of their day-to-day life, but I knew that um, just taking a chance on that and seeing the qualities that she possessed um, where she led in her church, the ministry that she did. Um, and so for me, it was just, I really wanted godly friends and putting myself out there. And so showed up, um, just having started having those conversations and that's just how we, we connected. Do you mm-hmm. remember any of that or what that I looked do, like? I do. And honestly, that is like the, probably the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's such a huge compliment to me because I never think of I'm not going to say I don't think highly of myself, but I try to stay really humble. And so it makes me a little weepy to think that you were, you thought highly of my, my life with Jesus, that you noticed my life with Jesus. You always just wonder, am I living for Christ well enough right? that people yeah. will notice? And so that is, that encourages me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so, for sharing that. Absolutely. So for me, I love, I thrive on one-on-one time. I always tell my friends that. I'm never offended if people want one-on-one time because I thrive best one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so that was really special and important to me when, when you started to come, come get your hair done. Even though it was my job, we were connecting on a one-on-one. And my personality comes out 
and the one-on-one. Right. I, I'm more reserved in group setting, and I, I tend to shy back and um, just let other people do their thing. And so when I can get one-on-one with somebody, I feel like it's more intentional and more intimate and... Um, I feel deeper into right, the relationship. Yeah. It's hard for me to, to get filled up with the group setting. So that was a really important, special time for me. I mean, I still love doing your hair. So mm-hmm. I've been on a break <laughs> doing hair, but Casera gets special privileges. Mm-hmm. And we come and hang out. And I, I've done that my whole life, yeah. doing hair. Even when I was in middle school, I would spend time with my friends by bra- like practicing braiding mm-hmm. their hair or... Um, probably giving haircuts that our parents didn't appreciate. But, yeah, it's so cool how God works in those ways. Our friend group came together in a really special way as well. Um, And this is just a really important thing for us to kick off this chat because it really gives you a good description of how you can find godly friendships. And you'll see as we we dive deeper into this, but I'm just going to kick it off. Probably six years ago, um, this this woman started coming to our church, and I was like, man, her and her husband are so cute. I want to be friends with them. They were fashionable and always sat in the same place. So my husband and I started sitting near them. So I was kind of, I feel like I was low-key stalking them. Um, I would start sitting near them, and then you do the greetings, you know, and hi, I'm Mari. And so we, we did end up becoming friends. And another woman at the church, we all kind of grouped up. We were about the same age and had similar interests, and we kind of grouped up. And the um, my our friend who was a longtime member of the church, not the not the woman who was new, she started she started inviting um, our other friend. We're pres- we're saving names just for privacy. Privacy, yeah, privacy. So hopefully you guys can follow along with this. Um, my point is to show you how bizarre this whole thing is. Um, so so our friend who had been a longtime member of the church started inviting this woman who was new to town to come do walks with us. And so we were in a group chat together, but I had never actually met her. And the first time we actually met, this is so funny, she came to visit our church and she had just had a baby about the same time as I did. And so I was downstairs in the nursing mother's room nursing my daughter and she comes in there and is going down there to nurse her son. And we started chatting a little bit and realized that we knew each other and that we were in the same group chat. And I, for some reason, I think it's so funny that we're like nursing our kids. We're like exposed and vulnerable. And I'm like, hi, welcome to the friend group. That's like momming 101. Right, right, right. <laughs> meeting, meeting friends while you're exposed is so funny. And so then another woman from our friend group, she was one of my youth parents. So my husband and I were the youth pastors at our church at the time. And she had two of her teenage daughters in our youth group. And she told me that she always thought I was like 21. Like I was so much younger than I, mm-hmm. than I am. And so she never thought we would end up being friends. But through, through one of our friends who came from out of town she started hanging out with us too and we just realized we had so much in common and it was really special but I actually really love how Casera and our final member of the group came in I think Casera's going to chat about that for a second yeah so I again it was probably 
two, two and a half years after I started like truly following Christ, um, that for those two and a half years, just really like praying and asking God for godly friendships, um, and just wanting to dive deeper and have that connection with people who are similar to you, but not in the way that the world sees it. You know, like for me, I wanted, again, a big thing with Mari was like, I wanted godly friendships. I wanted people to um, walk with me through hard times. I wanted I wanted to be a good friend to people, um, but through the eyes of Christ. And so uh, there was one, one of the girls, she moved back to, to town um, from, she lived she, she was from here. She moved away um, for college. She was gone for like 10 years. I knew who she was. We went to high school together. She knew who I was. She moved back to town. We met in the church bathroom. <laughs> and so I didn't... Same friend that I met in the nursing mother's <laughs> <Right>. room. <laughs> so I didn't realize that she moved back to town. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm back here. And we're like, hey, let's get coffee. And let's catch up. You know, like, let's... And so, like, again, when you're really seeking for people, you just want to to be known and to know other people and really dive deep um, and have those opportunities. And that doesn't mean that I think we make it sound easy of like, hey, I want to be your friend. Okay. But there's a lot more to it. Um, and so through that, we were just be able to have conversation and get to know each other, invite people places, show up. Um, and so then she invited me to a fire and she's like, you can bring a friend. So then I brought our last friend of the group because she just moved back to town um, and we were only friends through sports, you know, maybe in middle school. We, we weren't as close in high school. Um, she was a year older than me, but then she moved back to town. I saw her at church. Um, I knew that she was going through some stuff. And so I was just like, hey, I'm happy that you're here. Um, let's grab lunch or something after church and, you know, in a service. And she's like, yeah, like, let's do it. And so that's just how our friendship all started. Um, again, putting ourselves out there and then being accepting of the people who want to, again, you know, do life with us yeah I think um it's that this sounds like a long period of time has passed and from the initial friendship that of the the woman who I was like low-key stalking at church <laughs> to sit near them um I I've known her the longest for six years but really our friendships all grew closer and stronger together when COVID happened mm. because we were all out of the church and we were craving that godly community and we had all connected a little bit or started to connect and we're meeting outside of the church and actually talking about God and growing in our relationships together through COVID. And it really just, just in the last two to three years has exploded. So, so I just wanted to point out that I'm 33 years old. I'm going to be 34 in a couple of months. So this was 30. Mm. I was 30 years old. Yeah. I wasn't 19 I yeah. wasn't 15 I wasn't 25 and so so you can start a godly community at any time in your life it, if you're 40 if you're 50 or 70 if you're 10 like you can start it's not too late you're not too old and um the one of the funny things is we're also different we're all so different. There's actually an 11-year age gap. We won't out anybody. We love all of you, <laughs> even our grandmas. Um, but there's an 11-year age gap between the youngest of our friend group and of our oldest of our friend group. And so we talk about often, Cass and I talk about often, how if we were to be let loose into a group of people and God said, pick whoever you want, 
this is not who we would have picked based off of surface, the surface level. Right. But it's really important to recognize that God knows better. He knows what we need. He knows um, what personalities will help us grow, which personalities will complement, which personalities will um, like fill in the gaps. And so while I think in our minds we think like, like very surface level superficial things that we want in our friends um just staying open and we'll discuss this more in in our second our second part to the friendship series but um just staying open and humble about who God puts in and just cultivating and diving into that no matter how it looks is really important yeah and I think the like the big thing for us ultimately we all wanted to grow in our relationship with Christ yeah um and we all wanted to know him more and how do we do that one by reading the word you know knowing him diving deeper into his word um, but also like seeing how other people live their lives in accordance yeah. to who he is. Um, and that's our ultimate goal, you know, in friendships is to bring each other to know, to mm-hmm. know Christ in a deeper way. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, going off of that, our friendships are all so different. Um, all of our friends have children besides me, you know, and <laughs> yes. if I were to like tell myself four years ago, what what type of friends do I want? I wouldn't have like thought the first thing I wouldn't have thought is okay. I want to be friends with all moms, you right, know. Right. But I think like there's so much goodness and so much like just faithfulness of who God is in these friendships because all of my friends have children. I don't, but I get to see the way that they parent their children. Mm-hmm. I get to see the mothers that they are. I get to see the wives that they are. Um, and that is just God showing me, you know, what that's going to look like for me someday when I get married or when I have children and just being able to use this season of my life to really learn, to learn like how to parent from these godly women and, you know, how to be a wife and like what God calls us to in that season. So again, very thankful for these relationships and these opportunities that I get to have, um, because I'm just learning and gleaning all the time from them. It's also important for me to point out that. We also have great friendships, great godly friendships outside of this group of six, but this group is our intimate, is our intimate setting. And so, so I don't want you guys to think like, click up, we're, we're not encouraging you to click up and four and no more. Like we're not encouraging any of those things. I have a really great group of godly mom friends and because Sarah and I were just talking about that before we started this podcast that I love and we get to have great conversation and um but it's just the intimacy is different when it's your inner circle and so so please hear us uh, we're not saying click up for no more um and we'll we'll discuss that more in in the second part yeah and I think from the outside when you're looking at people who you want to be friends with um, like you look at their age, right? Oh, they're close in age to me, but you don't see the deeper meanings behind them. Right, you know, yeah. um, there even in our friend group, we have an array of, of people who've gone through different life situations, mm-hmm. different yep. financial situations, different upbringings. Um, you know, the way that that you were raised in the church or not in the church. Yep. Um, and so I think that is huge. That it's just not from an outsider's perspective of of one like a broad view but it's like going deeper and like okay we we can connect on this sense because we have dealt with young the younger generation Mm -hmm. um and being able to yeah be able to mentor them what does that look like yeah being able to love them um as our own even though 
when Mari started dancing, she wasn't a mom. You know, right. I'm not a mom. And right. so how can how can that prepare us for the future? Mm-hmm. So there's so much in-depth things that we are connected by rather than just what the eye sees. Yeah, like if you looked surface level, if you guys surface had level, any yeah. any background information on the surface of of us, of all of us, you would be like how the heck did this happen and how is it working yeah. and it's Jesus yeah like the answer is Jesus mm-hmm. um it couldn't be cultivated but I was just thinking what is our age gap because I don't know if I've actually broke that down five years we're five years <laughs> apart so you think about that like when I was graduating you were in eighth grade yeah <laughs> well, high school <laughs> I was graduating yeah, and you were graduating right. yeah yeah you just don't think about those things when you get older right I right. never until right right in this moment I was yeah. never like wow because Sarah's five years younger than me it just works and I think even off of that there are some things that we are close with you know there's a a group of us who like to go hiking you know Mm -hmm. and there's a group of us who love to garden and there's a group you know who likes to I don't know we all fit in different places there's a group of us that volunteer at a, a beautiful organization in our town and but and but we're not all into everything but it it just works yeah like it just works and we all support each other and And that goes into what you were saying on like that one-on-one time you know Mm -hmm. because you'll have to be able to cultivate those individual relationships to bring a better um to bring a fuller heart and more more in depth to you know a bigger group yeah 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 I think that when you let it when you let God cultivate your friendships it really can be a testament of who God is right and it's really beautiful so Kisera share with us a little bit of insight on what your friendships looked like mm-hmm. before Jesus yeah yeah that's a great question um I think for me friendship was just selfishness um and what could I get out of friendship and you don't think about it in the moment honestly I don't right. think I ever thought about it in the moment like okay what am I going to get from this not party necessarily today? intentional but it's right. just like a a it's the brokenness of the world. Right. And you, I, I don't think I really ever processed it until after, until mm-hmm. I was truly seeking godly friends. Um, and nothing against my friends that I, you know, grew up with or people who aren't following Christ. But it's just a different relationship. It is, yeah. Um, and so I think before Christ, again, it was all selfishness. It was like, wh- what could I get out of it? Um, what can what can I gain from the friendship? Mm-hmm. Um, and same for like relationships, you know? Yeah. But I think for me, it was how people treated me and how they saw me and how I can, re- how can I, how I can keep other people happy. Yeah. You know? So again, being in college, um, going to parties, always funny, always like making other people laugh, um, being the center of attention. And like that felt good on the inside for me because I was missing something but then once you strip that away, then it's like those aren't your friends. Like real shallow. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you don't go deep. It's just surface level. It's like, okay, what can we all just have in common? Mm-hmm. Right now, that's not surface level, but just on the outside. Right. And some of those things, deep. like the the show, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, was not truly who you were. Right, right. So they, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I looked up the what the definition of friend was the Oxford Language Dictionary because this is going to be more of like a worldly view. And the Oxford Language Dictionary says that a friend is a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond or mutual affection, Mm. typically exclusive of sexual or family relations. So a friend, she is a friend of mine. And then this one I thought was funny. 
add to a list of contacts associated with a social networking website. And I feel like <laughs> that is, the like, yeah. in 2023, that is such an accurate definition of what people say a friend mm-hmm. is. It's a list of contacts associated with social networking website because we are so we are so dug into uh, technology and in the social media that we have dumbed friendships down Mm. to people I know online. Yeah, but even off of that, I think, you know, like networking, what is the purpose of networking? To go further, to get to that next step. And so what does that look like? Selfishness, right? So if I'm like looking to network, I'm not looking because I want to get to know you. I want to get to know you for what you can do for Personal me. Personal gain, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, how can I... And, like, just in a job, I'm thinking, like, in a job how regard. How many contacts can yeah. I have on my list? Yep, so be like, okay, I know this person. And, you know, name dropping and things like that. Yeah. And so, again, that's just for personal gain. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know, like, in quotations, know, because we're friends on Facebook. Mm. I have massive amount of friends on Facebook from the businesses that I've owned. Right. But I don't actually know them. Right. Sometimes yeah. I don't yeah. even recognize people in real life because of the way you can alter photos online. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. But so that definition with with that being said, that definition of friendship, my before Jesus story of friends what looked a lot like stepping on each other to get ahead. Mm. And which is selfishness, you right. know, like how what can I gain from this to get ahead? And it bring it reminds me of a story when I was in high school, maybe tenth grade or eleventh grade. Um, I my mom took me dress shopping for homecoming, and we went and picked out a dress together. And I tried it on. I loved the dress. I thought it was beautiful. It wasn't super expensive. It wasn't from a fancy dress store, but it was special because my mom and I went together, and it, I picked it out. It it was what I felt beautiful in. And I got to my friend's house to get ready for homecoming. My friend's family had significantly more money than us. Her dresses were always top of the notch, the best brands, sparkly and just beautiful. And I, so I put my dress on and we're getting ready. And she looks me up and down and she said, you are not going to wear that, mm. are you? And she, so she made me feel, I let her make me feel not confident I let her make me feel less than because of and and she said I have something that you can wear and went over to her closet and dug through a pile of clothes that were on her floor and I in my head was thinking she's gonna let me borrow one of her like really nice dresses I'm so excited I'm going to get something better than what my mom bought for me because whatever because of the show that my friend put on and she pulls out this probably $10 dress from Wet Seal, and it was elastic. Yeah, and it was, if that doesn't age me at all. <laughs> um, it was one color, it was a tube dress. Like, I'm thinking something you would wear over top of a bathing suit, probably to the beach, okay. just to paint a picture for you, and yeah. it was brown. Okay. Okay? Like, flat brown. It wasn't shiny, it didn't have any glitz or glam. And I thought, okay, well, if she said that this is what's going to make me look beautiful, well, then I guess I'll wear it. And I remember looking in the mirror thinking, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. It didn't, to me, look like a homecoming dress, but I wore it. And I now look back at pictures and I'm like, what was wrong with me that I felt like I had to please her? Right. What was wrong with me that I felt like um, my opinion wasn't good enough that this dress, um, the dress that my 
mom bought me was actually really beautiful and shiny and like had all the things to it and and so that was that's just an example of how I mean we were young we were in high school but we were stepping on each other to get ahead and um and what am I going to get out of it? And how is this going to help me? You know, like I, there was flaw in that on my part too. I was, I changed dresses because I thought I was going to get something out of, <laughs> of her closet, you know, but the one thing that I regret in the transition. So if we, so if we talk about friendships after Jesus, um, the one thing that I really regret is in that transition, I I was baptized 10 years ago in June. So this okay. month, I was baptized 10 years ago. I was 23. Okay, yep. I started coming back to Christ at 22. And so there was kind of like a whole year of transformation. Maybe maybe 21. There was like a couple years of transformation in that season. But um, I, was trans- I was transforming from this friend group, this broken friend group where we partied a lot and... Um, didn't speak to each other kindly and we were we were stepping on each other to get ahead but in different ways it it didn't look the same as that high school relationship Um, and I I kind of did it like in secret yeah I I you know I told them I was getting baptized I told them I was going to church but I never invited them to come with me and just one thing that I really regret is not inviting them along the journey I wish that I had that confidence to to just say hey like why don't you come to church with me this Sunday? Or, hey, I'm getting baptized. Would you like to come watch? Because I do think that there was some genuine aspects of those friendships where where they did love me. We just didn't have God in the center to keep it healthy. And 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 I'm not positive they would have said no. I actually feel like maybe they would have said yes. And yeah. so I do regret because now I see 10 years later some of the people that I really loved hurting so badly and I kind of left them in the dust. And I really, really regret that. And just like taking extreme ownership of that. Um, there's a book called Extreme Ownership. I highly recommend you reading that. Um, but it, it basically just talks about what you could have done better. Like I can't change what you did, but I could change what I did. And that's one of the things like not taking them along with me. I really regret. Right. And I think I had that same experience as well. Like I think for me it was that I wasn't ashamed of the gospel or of this new life but I just still wasn't sure of it because I was raised in the church and um a big part of my story is that like I like when I started following Christ like I just like got rid of everything that was worldly and like just truly like honed in onto Christ and was like really going strong for him and so that for me was like I just like left relationships and friendships um, you know, secular music and like those things like really convicted me. And so, but I didn't think that I could bring people along with me who were just in the same life as me before, because then I felt like, I kind of felt like a fake or kind of felt like a mm, phony because like yeah. you went to church three days a week, you quote read your Bible, you, you said you were Christian, but you still lived a life that was one way and now you're still saying the same things but it's completely different yeah um and so for me it's like I still had to process that transformation and you know now processing it like I knew of God but I didn't truly know him I didn't have a relationship with Jesus um I was again just going through through the motion Mm -hmm. living in religion and not relationship with Christ so I think for me that's another big one too it's just like 
not like forgetting people, but not bringing them along with me, um, or not really like showing showing them that there is a difference in in you know a relationship with Christ. Yeah, like that confidence wasn't quite there. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to encourage our listeners right now is that it says in the Bible that you can be a disciple as little as one day. You can know Jesus as mm-hmm. little as one day and share how God has transformed your life. And so if there's one thing that you can learn from us right now in this moment is like if you've accepted Christ today or it's only been a week or only been a year, don't be afraid to share that with your friends. It's the greatest gift that you can give them. Right. I literally have chills right now talking about this. It's the greatest gift that you can give them, and I might even cry right now. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to share. Just All you have to do is share what God has done and how he has changed your heart. And You just never know. You just never know how that could change the course of someone's life. Right. And, you know, it says that in, in Matthew, Matthew 5, um, 5, 16, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, it's not because of us and what we do, but it's ultimately right. because of Christ. And that's, you know, that's our, our goal and our purpose is to, to point back to Christ. Yes, Absolutely. We kind of wanted to dive into how God reveals himself through our friendships because that's just a special gift that comes along with this. When you're following Christ and you're diving into God's word, you're letting it transform your life, you're letting it transform your friendships, God actually reveals who he is through that. So you get to not only read about it, but you can experience it firsthand and it's really a beautiful thing. And so let's just, I have a little list here that we can talk about. Friends encourage us to our highest good. And I think it's so beautiful when when we can put ourselves aside and I see uh Kisera maybe struggling. There's there's so many different ways that you can take this, but when I maybe I see Kisera struggling and I and I want to speak life over her and I can encourage Kisera, don't give up. Like you're doing it. We're gonna push through the hard things together and we're gonna hold hands. Don't give up. Like I see your future and I see it's bright and I know it's dark right now and I know that things look hard but you can do it don't give up and and so I think that kind of reveals can reveal who God is through God wants our highest good right right mm-hmm. yeah and that goes along with like making each other better right mm-hmm. Mari's yep. pointing that out to me because she wants to see me be better not for self but for the kingdom of God right because if she knows that I'm that I'm um, living a life worthy of who Christ has called me to. And I'm not doing those things that hurts not just myself, but the kingdom of God. And so again, iron sharpens iron. That yes. comes from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. And so again, being able to do that, you know, when we th- say these things, do it all in love. There's a way to do it in grace and in love. And again, that that's, that's the important part of having these deep, these deep friendships and these deep relationships, because if she was just some Joe Schmo off the street, you know, that doesn't hold as much weight as it's somebody who is walking through life with you. Yes, and without Christ, without seeing how how God wants to encourage us and see us reach our highest good, um, I could easily see Kasera as a burden. Mm, yeah. Oh, she's just complaining. I'm, I don't want to be in her dark cloud. But God calls us to lift each other out of our dark clouds. Right. And we have some fantastic biblical examples of that that we're going to share in part two. Another really great example of how God can reveal himself through our friendships is friends stick around even when things get difficult. 
which is being reliable. Mm. And we believe that to be true about God because a lot of times people say, well, I don't hear God anymore or, or I don't think God loves me anymore. And usually that's when we drift away from him, when we walk away from him. But God is still there like, boom, 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 boom. open your Bible, boom, 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 boom. pray to me. I'm still here. I'm still here waiting for you. And, and he's reliable and he, he sticks around even when things get difficult and he's just waiting for you to return to him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's such a great example of how we can reflect Christ in our relationships because things are going to get hard, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and even like when things get hard, we're there to remind each other of God and his plans for us. Yeah. Um, and just be able to, to speak life and speak truth. And, you know, Paul says, Paul says that in, in Romans um, about friendships that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. And so the way that Mari's living out her life um, is a, the way that I w- should want to be living out, you know, my life as well if it's in Christ. And yeah. again, a big, I talked about earlier, like wanting to be friends with her is because I saw the way that she was living her life. Um, and that encouraged me in my faith. If I'm um, continuing to walk in a way that is not pleasing to God, am I showing that I have faith in Christ to get me through these hard times, to get me through these troubles, or am I showing that I'm just doing it for self? Yeah, and that's really, that was really an attractive factor for me as well, because I had, have seen you many times do the hard things, Mm. go to church by yourself, say no to relationships that wouldn't honor God, and, and you were just like, I love Jesus, and this is not going to be honoring to God. And so I'm like, I admire and I, I, um, I'm attracted to the strength in your faith and how devoted you are to your relationship with Christ is just, it's very powerful and, and encouraging to yeah. me to keep, to keep the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Do the hard things and keep at it. Like, keep going. Right. Yeah. So good. Friends give pleasant, sincere advice, seeking our highest good. And this one can be so hard because how hard is it when you see your friend going going on a path that is leading to destruction? Mm, yeah. It's so hard to, to go to a friend knowing that they might take offense when you're really trying to say, the bridge is out ahead, the bridge mm-hmm. is out ahead, like turn around, don't go that direction. Um, that can be hard yeah. because you don't want to hurt them. You don't want them to be mad at you, but you don't also don't want them to get hurt by moving in that direction. Yeah, and I think that just goes to, like, fighting for each other not to be distracted by sin. Yeah. Um, and they talk about that in Hebrews, um, exhorting, exhorting one another every day. And so it's not that, again, that you're doing it wrong and I'm doing right, but it's that we don't want you to continue to live in your sin or go down a path that is not honoring to God. And I think just like the key big thing that I keep coming back to in all these is that it's not easy and it's not, I can't tell, I didn't tell Mari these things on day one of knowing her, but it's building that deep relationship and having that trust that she's telling me these things or I'm telling her these things because I love her, not because I want to compete with her or not because I want to tell her that I'm better than her mm-hmm. um, because I fall short every single day. But it's yeah. because I love her yeah. and because um, and I can hear these things because I trust them, that they see yeah. me in my day-to-day life. Yeah, and I think that's a really beautiful reflection of who God is mm. because when we read his word, I think there was a time in my life where I thought, 
he's a fun sucker. Mm. <laughs> All these rules, they're fun sucking. But then as you grow and mature in your faith and as a person, it's so easy to see that God wants to give pleasant, sincere advice, seeking our highest good. He's trying to protect us from hurt. He's trying to protect us from um, all of the things that can come with sin nature. And so when, so when you see it from that lens, God wants our highest good. Yeah. And so we can be a reflection of Christ to our friends and through our friendships by practicing those things. Um, I have one more, because Sarah might have some that we can chat about as well, but uh, friends are not bad-tempered, and friends never withhold kindness and mercy. Mm. And at the surface level in the beginning, the honeymoon phase, right? it's really easy to be, like, happy-go-lucky, like, snapping beautiful pictures and posting them online and making it look, like, cheery-cheery. But as you go deeper, it can be easy to get angry. It can be easy to get offended. It can be... You know, all of these things can be, but when you stop and you pray about it, it can actually grow your relationship and, and to be, to, to never withhold kindness and mercy and grace to your friends. Yeah. Believing that, um, God is for us and not against us. So if we believe that about God as a reflection, we believe that God is for us and not against us. And we believe that to be true about God. We can reflect that in our relationships by believing that these godly friendships that that the Lord has ordained, that the Lord has put in our life, do we believe that our friends are for us and not against us? Mm, yeah. And it can also bleed into our marriages. Do we believe that our spouse is for us and not against us? And if we do believe that to be true, grace and mercy can be extended when offense has been taken. Yeah. We can sit for a minute in our offense, feel how we feel, but be responsible for our actions and, and think, I'm going to show grace here because maybe they didn't mean it the way I took it. I can have a, a gentle conversation and we can heal. Right. And yeah. even even being able to have those conversations is a huge step. Yep. You yep. know, because they're, that offense might not have been what they, what they meant it by, but maybe we took it that way. And then being able to have those conversations yeah. um, is huge and is important. Um, okay, so the last one that I have is just being able to compliment each other. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, we have, there's so many different personalities in our group, so many different things, but if we were all the same person, then we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't see God in different aspects of each other's lives. You know, there might be a time where I'm really struggling with something that I, I just don't understand, I can't comprehend, but... Um, maybe one of my friends who is more emotional or who is more empathetic can say, like, okay, this is how I see it. And then be able to help me process mm-hmm. those things yeah. because I might not always see it one way. Um, and then also just having different gifts, you know, we're all, we're all for one body, but we all have different body parts, right? Mm-hmm. The eye doesn't do the job of the mouth or the nose doesn't do the job of the hands. And if they all had the same job, we wouldn't get anywhere, right? The personality difference actually recently benefited benefited me and I wanted to share because I have a more passive personality and sometimes I feel like I can get lost in the crowd, not just like with our friend group, but just in general. And so more recently, one of my bold friends was able to speak into my life. I was struggling with a personal situation where I felt justified to use my words in a certain way because I was hurt badly and um, and to the world I was justified to speak and justified to speak the way that I spoke but 
one of my friends could see that I was a little distressed and she messaged me and we were able to talk over the situation a little bit not in a gossipy way but just as a matter of fact like this is what I'm going through and I'm really struggling and I need your prayer and I did not ask for advice but she very boldly gave it to me and was like this is one of those times where you need to keep your mouth shut yeah and I was like hot dog first of all I should have messaged you first before because too late I already spoke but also she encouraged me to apologize and I was able to mend and heal some things that I may have overstepped um, and again to the world I was justified and I probably could have left it there and it would have been okay however my job was to show these people Jesus and right. I did not I did not and so I, I was able to kind of backpedal and that sucked like you know we talk about this this stuff hindsight like it's so easy and it's not easy it is hard and in the moment sometimes it feels like you're gonna have a heart attack because you're nervous or because you're frustrated or because whatever is going on and you're and you're hurt and you can feel the way you feel but it's really just important to remember that we're also responsible for how we respond and we can take a minute and really pray through that and let our response be a reflection of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Mari. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Do you have anything else to add off of this? No, I think that's it. Um, We we just, we just want to wrap up. Like you, we want to encourage you that you can't truly grow and mature alone because I'm always right if I'm alone, right? Right, right, yeah. And so, man, like, do the hard work and find godly community. Part two? Yeah, so um, next up, part two, we will be talking about how just to dive deeper in friendships um, and practical applications in ways that, that we can have those friendships and ways that we can seek uh, community um, and how we can even plug in and what that, that looks like for ourselves and how we can be a you know, a good friend Mm -hmm. and what we should be, um, how we can be an example of a good friend. So what that looks like for us. Yeah. I'm so excited about part two because there's so many times where I'm reading God's word or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm doing a devotion and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, Lord, I get it. I'm hearing you. What's next? Like, how do I actually apply this to my life? Right. So I'm really excited to share practical application of how to be a good friend and how to find godly relationships yeah and even going off of that like sometimes we think that you know even for me before I truly started following Christ seeing like the bible being just outdated and didn't apply to my life but once you truly get into the word and read it there's so many examples of godly friendships that I never would have you know Mm -hmm. picked up on or that I never would have thought about that I could emulate in my life so we will get to that in part two of friendships but until then Mari, what have you been loving recently? Uh, it's, it is gardening season okay. where we live. We have a, Our last frost date is Memorial Day weekend, okay. and it always frosts one more time after that. So we have been prepping our garden beds, turning the soil, pulling weeds, and it's been a lot of hard work, but I find so much joy and fulfillment mm. in working the soil and the land and knowing that I'm going to grow my own food from, yeah. from this and amending the soil like if you're a gardener you know like it just oh, it's my happy place yeah that's good well tell me what what's been bringing you joy lately um for me what has been bringing me joy the weather it's just been beautiful mm-hmm. being able to be outside 
Um, I love to read. I love just to sit and I can do that on my front porch, back porch, wherever the sun's hitting um, and just not be in a season of go, go, go. But this is a season of rest for me. And so I've just really been enjoying that time that I can spend with other people and be outside. Um, like I said earlier, people in our friend group like to hike. So we've been taking advantage of not having it rain or be muddy. And so just get outside and enjoy, you know, God's creation. That's something yeah. I've really been loving right now. Yeah, I love that. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited for next week. If this episode was encouraging to you in any way, like it and share it with a friend to help us spread the word. See you next week. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye.